Hello there and welcome into the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Meller, and we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you through coaching to optimize your career. Delighted to be bringing on a fellow coach and a good friend of mine, Eric Stefanski, to the show today. But before I introduce Eric and give him the introduction he certainly deserves, firstly, I would appreciate it if you could just take a moment right now and give the show a rating, five stars if you will, for those of you that are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, you can also subscribe or follow the show there. To any reviews, anything like that is really helpful in the growth of the show. So please take that time before we go any further to do exactly that. In addition, let me tell you a little bit about career competitor coaching and consulting. That's right, we are a performance coaching and culture consulting business. My focus is all about optimizing performance. So whether that's on an individual basis or within a team format, whatever it may be, there are opportunities for us to always work towards what it means to reach our potential. Wherever you are in life at the moment, you've gotten to that point based on specific level of expectation and it may have served you well, but there may be more to give. There may be more that you're capable of. Well, why don't you just reach out to steve at careercompetitor.com. That's steve at careercompetitor.com. And we can spend 30 minutes getting to know one another and allow me to also just learn more about where it is you are in life and within your career at the moment and how I can potentially be of service to you. So a free 30-minute consultation is there for you to take if you reach out to me at steve at careercompetitor.com right now. Now let's introduce my guest, Eric Stefanski, to the Career Competitive Podcast today. And Eric, like I said at the outset, is a fellow coach. He works in the swimming industry at the moment as the head coach of Elevation Athletics, which is a youth through adults sports team over in Boulder, Colorado. In addition to that, back in 2015, Eric set up his own company, LifeSpark, as well. And you're going to hear all about that through our interview today. But specifically, so much of our conversation from a coaching standpoint here today is about getting you to start realizing what it means to be proactive in your mindset, to be self-sufficient enough where you're capable of having that inner accountability, that inner compass, if you will, for the directions and the types of initiative you need to be taking in order to start realizing your potential. Everything that this show is about, Eric's gonna provide uh, a lot of perspective here in terms of what that looks like from, as I said, that proactive mindset, that self-sufficient model because of the work he's doing with athletes at the moment on what it means to develop these very characteristics. So I'm excited for Eric to present some new ideas, some notions here that you can really hop on and incorporate within your careers, within your lives. And be sure to hang around at the end as well while I sum up everything that we talked about with maybe one or two major talking points and takeaways that you can implement within your career, within your life at the moment. So excited to be introducing my friend Eric Stefanski to the Career Competitor Podcast. And I hope you all enjoy. Well, it gives me great pleasure to welcome in a longtime buddy of mine, Eric Stefanski, to the Career Competitor Podcast. First and foremost, let me give everyone a warning that anything Eric shares with you about my past on this particular episode is all up for debate. So don't take it all um, as as matter of fact as he's probably going to present it. But buddy, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks <laughs> for having me, man. And I will definitely tell a story or two. It's all true. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see how I can guide this conversation to avoid as much embarrassment on my side as possible. But man, I'm delighted to have you on. You know 
I really see the work that you've been doing in both the swimming world and beyond, uh, especially over the last three or four years is something that is, you know, very much falls in line with, with who I am. I, I love to push the norm. I love to find out, Hey, what are we capable of and how can we maybe do things differently to find that out? Um, so with all that being said, we're going to get into a little bit of that today, but before we go too far, man, why don't you just introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit more about who you are, where you are, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I started my, I'm a coach first and foremost. Uh, and with that, uh, I have a couple of degrees in psychology, one in general psychology and one in sports psychology. And I've been practicing, uh, my version of sports psychology for the last 20 years now. Um, and throughout that time, uh, I was, a uh, I was college coach for 13 years at university of Rochester, university of Pittsburgh. Uh, I spent a lot of time at university of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and then Georgia Tech. Uh, in 2015, I left college coaching, uh, quite frankly, because I felt like I was a Band-Aid to problems. And I was just doing my best to fix whatever those problems were. And I thought there was a better way. Um, and my, my psychology degrees have been, uh, or were being used quite a bit. And uh, I wanted to help kids at a younger age uh, learn to develop some skills. The biggest issues I saw were, you know, kids weren't able to think for themselves when they got to college. They struggled. They always wanted to be told what to do. Um, and it was kind of like spoon feeding them to get them to, to become, learn what it took to become their best. So in 2015, I left college coaching and I started a company called LifeSpark. I moved out to Colorado um, and I started working with teams and I started created a program that was more proactive in nature for, for youth athletes, for business people, for um, people in general. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, you know, can be used in a bunch of different areas, um, you know, personal development, life coaching, sports, business. I mean, you name it, you can use it. It's pretty much the same stuff. Hmm. So, um, you know, I started doing that uh, in 2018, I created uh, a team, called Elevation Athletics. It's a youth through adult sports team. Uh, we did that because we wanted to show uh, how, how, uh, how much of an impact this, all this stuff had if you did it every day. Hmm. Um, and it was, a, it was a challenge, and we can get into this later, but it was a challenge because this is new stuff for most people. Hmm. Um, when you ask a kid to start thinking for themselves, uh, when in the society they're being told what to do all the time, it makes for quite a bit of a challenge. Hearing about this, the 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 immediate question that comes to mind, man, is where does the where does this um, passion of yours to 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 make an impact, specifically on on youth? It seems where does this passion really come from? Where did it originate from? Have you ever thought about that, or has it always just kind of come naturally? That's a great question. Um, I don't think anybody's ever asked me that before. <laughs> it's a good start. Uh, for the mo- <laughs> yeah, it is a good start. I mean, for the most part, I, I think that's just part of who I am. I think it's part of my nature. Mm. Um, I've always been interested in how to become your best and whether it's, uh, you know, whether it was me being an athlete myself and for whatever reason, I was kind of different than most people. Um, you know, I, I had some, some goals that I was really attaining or trying to attain, you know, it took me 17 years to, to qualify for Olympic trials. Mm. Um, you know, not something that comes, you know, just like that, like most people want. Um, and that was two years after college was over. Um, and that was, you know, I was a pro not making any money (laughs) at that time, but, um, you know, I, I always had a fascination with the mind 
I always had a fascination with how can we use our mind in a better way. And I've always had a fascination with how do, how do I create a situation where I can put my passions on autopilot and have that autopilot increase quality and improve on everything that I was doing on a daily basis so I could get to where I wanted to be faster. And then when I was a college coach, uh, it was heartbreaking to me to see the problems that the kids coming into school were having. Um, it was heartbreaking for me to see um, that they really didn't have skills that coaches for forever have been saying, you know, if you put in this hard work, you're going to build these skills. Mm -hmm. uh, it's bullshit. You know, yeah. you have to actually proactively build these skills in a certain way and have them build on top of each other as a progression mm. to get to where you want to be with those skills. Um, mm. So, you know, I was uh, disenfranchised a little bit with, you know, what I'd been taught uh, by a lot of people my entire career. So I wanted to create something new. I wanted to create something mm. different. I want to create something that works better uh, and hopefully works better. Something that's really consistent about everything you just said there is that one, it's coming from a place of trying to impact people so that you know benefits come but they take time to come to fruition so there's this element of a long long-term commitment like don't expect the overnight success but on the flip side it has a lasting effect so it takes time to come to fruition but then it has a lasting effect and the one thing you've noticed in that that time during your college years is that the lasting effect was these in inadequacies that college kids would come in with and too much of that time that you're now focusing on with the work you do today, too much of that time between very, very young ages and, and by the time they get to college, not enough of that development within their sport was being prioritized to truly build these characteristics, these soft skills, whatever, however you want to frame it, building these qualities in them in a way where they could have lasting effects so that they wouldn't have to necessarily focus on and explore them and certainly be presented them for the first time by the time they get to college. And I think that's the really interesting connection here that I'm seeing is that you're not only implementing ideas, thoughts, philosophies that take time to come to fruition, but because those are the types of qualities you're aiming to implement, they're going to have a lasting impact as well. Yeah, you know, it's, it's life skills. And it's life skills that we think are being taught, we hope are being taught. Uh, most coaches uh, and even educators say that, you know, you do these certain things, uh, hard work, uh, perseverance, you know, you all, use all the buzzwords you want, mm. but you just do the work and you're going to get to where you want to be. Uh, the reality is you do the work and you get to a point. Is <laughs> it, the question is, is it really where you want to be? And I think for most kids, they don't know, you know, that I think the biggest struggle that I have um, is that kids are being told what to do so often that they have not developed their creative imagination mm. and they don't get to really figure out what it is that they really want to do. Um, so we spend a lot of time figuring out what they have to do. And that's the easy part of the process because sure. you know, everything's laid out for them. And then we use, you know, we teach them how to use their creative imagination to take that information or to take those things they've got to get done and then put them into something that connects and resonates with them for their future far off in the distance. But you mentioned when you first said, you know, the immediate impact, right. Mm -hmm. Or immediate feedback or, you know, immediate results. 
you can have immediate results every day. Sure. Right. So, you know, one of the things we focus on is creating process goals for that day. And we ask kids to have a notebook and they write down what it is specifically that they're going to improve themselves on in this particular day and how they're going to do it and what their expectation is. And that way they get in the process of creating an opportunity for themselves with something specific they want to focus on Hmm. so they can get some sort of immediate feedback on that particular day. And that sustains them. That builds over time, builds some uh, internal motivation. It helps them connect the dots better. It helps them see that they're progressing and improving. Uh, So, you know, that, that idea of wanting to do something because you want to do it, uh, because you're passionate about doing it, you know, you can make that connection with that process goal and tie everything together. So you've got a mission today that leads to your mission you know, way down the line. Yeah. And this is one of these uh, kind of touchy subjects, I guess, that's come up over my over my time as a, as a collegiate coach is when you just hear these terms like trust the process, trust the process. And I always just sat there and would be kind of like wanting to in the background, put my hand up and just say, can you describe the process to me? You know, because there's that element of just saying it, 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 there's a naivety that comes with that. It's, it's almost like a way of saying, listen, just shut up and do what I'm asking you to do. You know, it's kind of the, that, that trust the process is when you really analyze it, that's what it means. Unless, unless based on the description that you're given is you truly define and connect people with the process. So it's specific to them. Because everyone's process can't be the same. It can't. So when, you, when you're working with a large team or a large organization, as you certainly are, whether it's kids or whether it's adults, it's really irrelevant. The fact of the matter is, to some extent, you can have a holistic approach. You can have this all-encompassing process that's going to allow your team, your organization to be successful. But underneath that, in terms of the day-to-day development, process has to be internal. Process has to be individually established. Otherwise, as you said there, that sustainability, how can you possibly expect sustainability from someone that doesn't feel connected to a process in the first place? Sure. And, you know, and I think what most coaches will, they don't tell you this, uh, and they may not even know this, that when they say trust the process, they're saying, do what I say, like you Mm -hmm. mentioned. Um, And uh, if you do what I say, I'll get you to where I want you to be. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of it. It's not, I'll get you to where you want to be. And, and that's the disconnect that I think we've got in not just youth sport, but in business too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're working for somebody, you're not trying to, to, to become your best for that particular place. You're trying to get the job done for that particular person. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people like that, but I think that's why you're seeing lately that a lot of people are going off and doing their own thing because they're sick and tired of doing that sort of thing. But the reality is, you know, what you want to try to do is, Enable or empower is probably the better word, mm-hmm. someone to figure out what it is they really want and then develop a process based around the things that you know as a coach or as a boss that are going to help that person uh, succeed in that particular area. And when I say succeed, it may not be this whole big you know, thing. It may be succeeding in small ways on a daily basis, mm. but that succeeding on a daily basis is getting them you know, steps on the ladder. You know, you see that, that analogy all the time. You're taking a step closer to where you want to be. So the first question is, number one, where is it that you really want to be? And that's where most people struggle because, you know, they, they're not uh, taught 
very well, um, or they're not given the opportunity to develop that creative imagination to decide where it is that they really want to be. Um, number two, you've got to be there as a, as a mentor, right? And as a collaborator yeah. and yeah. our staff, swimming staff, we don't have any, you know, we don't have a head coach. We don't have assistant coaches. All of us are called co uh, mentors and collaborators. And our job is to be there for each person to use when they're ready to be able to learn what it takes of the goal itself to get to where they want to be. So when we talk in terms of goals, it's not, all right, here's what I think you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Let's instead it's let's sit down and let's figure out what's required of the goal for you to actually accomplish it. What do you need to do? What do you need to change? What skills do you need to learn? What information do you need to learn? And then how can you become excited about that? Because at first that's going to be so mundane, yeah. right? And as you learn how to become excited about the mundane, you become more interested and more focused and you start to gain momentum and speed and you take more steps each day or you mm -hmm. take higher quality steps each day to get to where you want to be ultimately faster. Absolutely. Well, you know, you know, this is all, this is all resonated with me and I, I, I have to assume it's resonating with a lot of people listening to and the, this term creative imagination, obviously you've, you've gone through a little bit of the application process there in terms of how you do this. And, and this is obviously based on what you're doing day to day right now. It is somewhat niche, you know, you're working with younger youth and you're working with kids specifically in sport. That's great. But some of these terms you're using, these are business terms. These are corporate America terms. Yeah. These are things that 100% are applicable, as you said there, from a mentorship leadership standpoint. These are roles that leaders and mentors can take every single day with their teams and their organizations. But one thing I really want to go into more is this term creative imagination, because I want, I want to be able to sell this now to anyone listening to this to believe that they still have a creative imagination and it's not too late to utilize it because i heard this just the other day this idea that if you ask a bunch of third or fourth graders hey who's an artist and they all put their hands up and then you ask a bunch of seventh or eighth graders who's an artist and only half the class puts it up and by the time you get to college you know we've both seen what the uh what the art departments and what the, you know, uh, all, all these creative, you know, spaces where imaginations are truly utilized, all these different uh, like architecture, interior design, like these schools are tiny, they're tiny on campus and compared to all these other schools. And, and these are really where creative imagination can really run its course and be, be fulfilled. Tell someone listening to this today who's in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and like, oh, my creative imagination disappeared years ago. What does that look like? What does that, how would you teach that to someone today? Well, it's, I mean, first off, that's a fallacy. Like yeah. everybody's got creative imagination. It's whether yeah. you, you're, it's sitting there dormant, just waiting to be tapped into, or if you're using it on a daily basis. Uh, you know, I, I think working with kids, working with adults, working with a team, working with a, a business, it's really no different right? You're, you're using the same skills. You're using the same set of um, principles. Let, let's get started with something that resonates with you, right? What's something that you're interested in? And when they come up with that particular thing that they're interested in, I can tie that back into our conversation to say, whatever it is that we're working on or working towards, here's how those two things match up, right? right? As an adult, you can do that same thing. But what I find works for adults, and I use this myself quite a bit, um, I'll spend my 
downtime. And my downtime is when I'm driving back and forth to wherever mm-hmm. I'm going. Sure. And this is a super simple thing. I shut the radio off and I put a book on tape on. Right. And the book on tape can be on anything, you know, whether yeah. it's something you're interested in or something that is just slightly outside of that box. So you have to figure out how to pull information in from that into what you're actually working on to find the connection. But I think what most people find is as they're listening to that, their brain starts working, mm. right? And they start getting uh, uh, some ideas that seem to magically just pop in their head <laughs> from the ether of the universe. Right. And it, it's like, all right, how can I use this now towards what it is I want to do? And it all comes, though, from a natural engagement with what it is you're trying to accomplish, though. And it goes back, this, this is all where we've, you know, so much of what you're saying is born out of this idea of figuring out what someone wants, where they want to go with something, and then having this discussion, whether it be internally with yourself or with another, a mentor or coach, whatever it may be, and engaging, engaging with this idea, engage, and then getting excited about it too. So that this desire to go search and, and to be curious, to, to be influenced, to learn, whatever it might be, is immediately raised massively. Like um, just multitudes of levels because you're connected with something. It resonates with you each and every day. And something that at the surface, a book like you just referenced there, it could seem like a really just mundane, basic book. But suddenly now it serves something. It serves an idea. It serves your excitement to pursue a venture. You know, it's amazing what something as simple as a book on tape can now do when we actually connect our, our decisions and what we listen to and how we engage with things on day to day with, you know, these underlying things that we truly want and we're truly working towards. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's the first part of it, right? Well, actually yeah. that's the second part of it. The <laughs> first part of it is deciding what it is you actually want to do. Yeah. Right. And that's where most people struggle because, you know, the, the brain, when they, when they start thinking about that stuff, you know, the number one thing that they say to themselves when they have this idea is, well, I don't have time for that. Right. And mm. time becomes a major factor, especially if you've got family, kids, all this other stuff. Um, but the reality is, it's, I don't, it's, it's not that you don't have time. It's you don't have the desire to actually get off your butt and change the, the routine that you have mm. to create a better routine to get to where you ultimately want to be. So one of the things we talk about with swimmers, and I do this myself, is you know, we create a higher performance routine. Mm. Um, and that higher performance routine puts things on autopilot. So when you wake up in the morning, you put yourself in a position to get into what's called flow or in the zone. Um, you know, there's different sports use different terms for it. Uh, the, the scientific name for it is flow. It's, it's mm-hmm. a state of mind where you feel your best, perform your best, you're highly focused. Time seems to dilate or go by super fast. You know, you, you've, you know, you, you're, you're putting yourself in a position where you can tap into your human high performance um, system mm-hmm. because we all have one within ourselves yeah. and they matter. And the, and the hard part is, all right, how do I tap into that? So think about your morning routine, right? And if your morning routine does not get you into flow in some way where you're able to put some time into something that you're passionate about, then you probably need to change your morning routine. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and we know human high performance wise that, you know, Exercise is super important. Sleep is super important. Um, finding a quiet place uh, where you can do some uh, un, 
uh, with some work that isn't uh, bombarded by your dog <laughs> or whoever coming in, um, you know, and, and there's a bunch of other things that when you've got yourself set up for that system, you automatically start doing stuff. So when I hear, uh, when you start, if you start doing you know, things at a better, higher quality level and you start moving towards whatever it is you're working towards, or you start figuring out what it is you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wherever you're at, you need to start. So anything that you do, um, it doesn't matter if you're starting off big or starting off small. All that matters is you start and as you can, and, and make that part of your routine every day. So at a certain point, you've put together enough chunks and pieces of time where you've done what you've needed to do to get to where you ultimately want to be. I love it. And it's one of my favorite pieces of advice. Um, I, I provided it as recently as just the past couple of weeks as I bumped into a guy in the bank of all places and got to talking about what I do. And he immediately assumed that, you know, I, uh, you know, offer like personal training and gyms and things like that. And he wanted insight on that. And I was like, well, that's not what I do, but carry on. I'll, I'll amuse it for a while. And when he asked me for some insight or secrets to success, I actually said, well, how do you start and end your day? And he just said, what's that got to do with, you know, how I work out. I, I don't work out at the beginning or the end. I work out at four o'clock in the evening. And I'm like, it still, it still matters. Like, cause everything, everything around that 4 PM gym visit, believe it or not, influences the quality of that 4 PM gym visit. And it's, it's, it's mindset, it's physicality, it's nutrition, it's, it's everything. It's absolutely everything. And he wasn't expecting that answer. Um, but at the same time, it's an answer I give to a lot of people whenever they come at me with this one area of their world that they want to try to figure out. A lot of the time, it's just a result of maybe a lack of routine, maybe a lack of intention, whatever it might be. And if we just get a little bit more focus and control over what that first 30 minutes looks like versus just breezing through the first 30 minutes to an hour of the day and not really caring until the second or third hour of the day, be amazed the changes you can make and clearly it's 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 work for you yeah and, and what i think what people need to remember is you're going to have a routine one way or the other mm. is your routine going to be uh you know just maintenance and get you through the morning right. and set you up for a great day or is your routine going to uh, make your day explode mm. and have a great great day right we're as human beings our, our minds are structured for routine you know that's yeah. the the neural pathways you know, yep. the more they fire in a certain direction, you know, the more that becomes your habit or your routine. Right. So, you know, the older you are, the harder it is to break those neural networks and create, you know, new synapses and, you know, create new, new networks and build that myelin sheath. So it sends that signal quicker to become your new habit, mm. right? That's why it's a little bit harder to work with adults um, than kids with a lot of this stuff is because they just, they have that, that habit so ingrained. And that's when they say, I don't have time for that. No, it's, you don't have the desire to change. That's really what it comes down to. Um, But once you understand that, you know, if you can tap into your biology and use it as uh, an enhancer instead of, you know, what it's always been for you, you know, your whole life changes. Yeah. Right. So just understanding, maybe taking 10 minutes, you know, in a book I, I tell people to read all the time, uh, it's called The Rise of Superman, Decoding the Science of Ultimate Human Performance. Stephen Kotler's the, the author. Uh, it mm. talks almost exclusively about flow. And people read it and they're like, well, they're talking about these elite, um, uh, you know, crazy athletes who do out-of-bounds stuff, surfing, mm. um, skiing, snowboarding, all that stuff. How does that relate to me? 
And the reality is it's, you're not talking about, he's talking about examples, right? And what you need to pay attention to is what goes into them being able to actually do that particular thing. That's what you want to pay attention to because that system is the same for me, you, whoever's listening to this, uh, to get to some point out there in the future where they're doing their version of jumping off that cliff and, you know, parachuting off of it or right. going down that huge, huge slope out of bounds off the top of a, of a mountain, yeah. right? That's the, 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 the result of that, you know, the process to get to there is pretty much the same. You know, it may be doing different things, but in terms of getting into flow, understanding flow, creating routine, getting your mind around the idea of this is what I want to do and I will not stop until I figure out how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. That part is all the same. Yeah. So we have to learn how to tap into that. So, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, getting enough sleep so your brain can switch itself on to the subconscious while you're sleeping and feeding that subconscious with information so it can work on stuff when you're when you're fast asleep or when you're not even paying attention you know with books are a great way to do that you'll notice the more books you le- listen to or read you're you start to have more ideas mm-hmm. you know they start to come out of nowhere right okay. but that's not something that people who haven't gotten themselves into a high route, high performance routine tend to get into easily at the beginning mm-hmm. Once you've got yourself into this and you're tapping into your biology and, and making sure that you're, you're, you're getting recovered, you're eating well, um, you're doing a little exercise, uh, you're, you're feeding your brain different things, you know, over a few months, you know, maybe a half a year to a year, you get into the same spot where things start to come a little bit more naturally. And it's like, you know, a pro basketball player, right? You hear, uh, what's that tonal commercial with LeBron? Oh yeah. Like what you see in front of you or what you see on the court is based on what you never see. Yeah. The same idea. It's a great point. Like what you, the idea at the end is what you is a result of all the quality hard work, not just hard work, but quality hard work that you do to get to that point. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I relate to this so much personally and, and, and the best example I can give of this is just what I've done with my business in the last seven months is, until I was in a place where I could spend my day consciously pushing what I believe was a great idea for a business and then be able to go to the last 30 to 60 minutes of the day, read books, write notes, come up with thoughts, present questions and notions to myself as I'm going to sleep. I mean, I I probably had more ideas in the last six months than I maybe have in the last six years combined. And, and, and it's simply just because I've been continually pushing on my curiosity. It's my, I, and people have probably heard this on the show a couple of times this year. Curiosity is my word of the year. And the reason I've made it that is because I'm naturally already curious, but now I'm just like, okay, what, what, what else is there? There has to be more. There has to be more for me to learn, not just about in terms of information and intel that's out there, but about myself. What am I capable of? Like, what can I truly start to figure out for myself? And uh, to your point, though, based on everything that we've talked about here, it all starts with some sort of origin of how much does it mean to you? Like, how, how, how much is this idea and this notion truly mean to you to get you going in the first place? And a great point, well, two great points that you just made there. One, 
first and foremost, is we all have the ability to access our potential, to, to really be our best self. That is it's right there. But the other side of it is when you get to your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, every single year that goes by gets harder and harder. So it's understanding, embracing that with those decisions later on in life, there's going to be hesitancy. There's going to be anxiety, fear, if you will, that comes with it. But at some point, you have to embrace it if it means enough for you to make a change. Yeah, you know, you, you just mentioned, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, it gets harder and harder and harder. Um, you know, I think what you're referring to is the desire, the ability or desire to change. Yes. That's, yeah. that's what gets harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only reason it gets harder is because you're so ingrained with that, that those habits. The routine. Of, yeah, really, the routine. I, yeah. I call it the habit of mediocrity. Yeah, right? that's a great and, point. And once and you can flip that pretty easily, like mm-hmm. do what you're doing. You're, you're a great example. You started off probably a few minutes a night reading a book or jotting down some ideas. Mm-hmm. And that's probably grown over time, right? So put in your schedule to, to read a book or every time you get in the car, that's your time to listen to a book. Right. Or, you know, and I, you keep hearing me say books, you know, where else are you going to get information? You can't get it <laughs> off the internet anymore. Right, right. Who knows what's true, true or not. And true even false, books, right. you don't know what's true or not. But at least with books, you know, you don't have somebody else as much anyhow tainting a way for you to think about it. you have the freedom to think about it mm-hmm. without any inflection without any um you know emphasis on certain parts when you're listening to them you can just listen to the words or read the words and you can make your own judgment from that and use your own creative imagination from that right. but you know doing that every every day for just a little bit start off five minutes start off 10 minutes you choose um, you know, that makes a world of difference. And once you get that, you actually start to become, as you get older, you realize, and I hear my dad say this all the time, and I got 10 years on you, I think, <laughs> um, you know, I, I learn, or I recognize that I know less now than what I did before, just because I realized there's more out there than what I would mm. let myself open up to. Right. Right. So That's as we learn that, as we get older, we're able to then, become more curious curious about it because you're like all right well if i don't know about this you know why is this so interesting why is this resonating with me some some way mm-hmm. and maybe that's the thing that you need to to get into that book that you never got or never had time for or never mm-hmm. wanted to make time for so start off little and, yeah. and let it build from there 100 uh, i love it all man and you know, I could talk to you for, for hours and we've already probably snuck a, a few minutes over what I traditionally go with these, with these interviews, which I'm, I'm all about because this has been fantastic. But, um, you know, just for people listening, I would love for them to be able to see you as a resource. You know, I'm obviously putting myself front and center with all the work I do as a coach and all that kind of thing. But everything that you're presenting here, it comes from a different perspective and people resonate with different people. So please Tell people where they can learn more just about you, maybe even look at some of the examples of some of your work, et cetera. Yeah, um, it'd be, I'm more than happy to talk to anybody. Uh, mm. I have a lot going on right now, but at the same <laughs> time, for people that that are really interested in making a change, mm. and whether it's an athlete, a business person, you know, somebody at home that's mm. just trying to figure out how to get off the couch, uh, you know, I can always make time for that because that's what mm-hmm. resonates with me is something that I'm passionate about and doing that work. But uh, you can visit lifespark.com and lifespark spelled with a Q at the end. Um, that's probably your first place to go. Uh, if you live in the Boulder or 
surrounding areas of Colorado. You can go to elevationswim.com. Uh, we've got a gym. I didn't even mention the gym before. We started a gym last summer. It's eastrength.com. Uh, so we've go. got different resources to tackle whatever it is that you need, the sports side, the business side, the personal side. And uh, I'm always happy to talk with people because I love this stuff. I love mm. seeing, helping people make the light bulb go off for themselves. And I think what you'll find with, uh, with me that's a little bit different is I'm not going to shove stuff down your throat. <laughs> I'm going to be patient. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, the kids, I think some struggle with actually, um, because they're so used to being told what to do right. and I'm super patient with letting them figure it out, but you know, I'll help you make it so that light bulb goes off for you. So you want to go that next step, mm-hmm. right. And you want to create that motivation. Cause once that bulb goes off, you're going down that road yeah, because you're interested about it. So yeah, I'm more than happy to help. Feel Love free to reach it. out anytime. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's great stuff. And at the end of the day, if there's a message to take away from this, uh, you know, nobody else should be switching on any light bulbs for you. You got it. You got to figure out a way to to switch it on for yourself. And whether that's through coach, reading, uh, some self reflection, whatever it may be, um, we've all got that ability. It's never too late to work on that. And Eric, appreciate the time, brother. It's always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, man, just thanks again. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime. and my thanks again to eric for joining us on the show to wrap things up let me give you some awesome takeaways so much content there from eric i really hope you came into this discussion with a growth mindset because there's so much opportunity for growth things that we can be utilizing almost immediately certainly from a process standpoint what are you willing to consider investing in in order to trigger your creative imagination you want to spark it somehow. You want to make sure that it's still in there, right? It doesn't happen by just thinking about it. You have to feed it. That curiosity of education, that curiosity of growth, it's going to help a lot. You're going to look for resources that can feed that creative imagination, allow you to start implementing some day-to-day change, creating a, a habit, routines, if you will, that are going to set you up to facilitate those things that you truly want in life. That's what Eric is saying here. That's what this show is all about. We're not here just to serve you to be satisfied on the most average of levels. We want you to consider the unthinkable, consider the success story that you've not been able to write for yourself up to this point. Where does that story begin? When do you start putting those things in place today in order to set yourself up to make those things happen in the future. So many things here that Eric is able to present to us that allows you to see sustainable growth and make this about what you want to do, not facilitate the expectations and the standards of somebody else, but for you to define what those are and then to invest in yourself the right way to go and chase those things, to go and realize that potential that you have within you. So awesome content. I know you took away one or two things that I maybe didn't mention right there. Either way, an enjoyable chat, an awesome discussion that really should set anybody up for a phase of growth within their careers that can set them up for some fantastic things down the road, which again is obviously what we're all about on this show. Before you go, make sure you're subscribing to the show. Make sure you're clicking that fifth star for a rating on the way out. And in the meantime, Best of luck with anything and everything that you've got going on within your world. And I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Bye for now.